You are now listening to the Life is Not Complicated, You Are Strong Opinions podcast with mentor, role model, proven philanthropist, and best-selling author, your host, Carlos Wallace. All right, we're back with you on the Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinions podcast, and we got my girl, Brittany Taplin, a.k.a. better known as B-Tap with me today. Hey. hey. How you doing, B? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Now, before we get started, I'm going to let y'all know she has her own podcast, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Consciously tapped in. Yes. If you get a chance, look, uh, go check that out, man. I, I'm a fan myself. Absolutely. Uh, so tell them, tell them a little bit about yourself. You don't even have to mention your podcast, unless you want to. I mean, uh, we just... But yeah, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am... 27, just turned 27 about a week or so ago. Um, I am a mother. Like you said, I'm a poet. I work. I uh, am trying to, I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to get like you. If we can just put it out there. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a taco lover. <laughs> oh, we know that. You, hey, she look forward to Taco Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> tacos every day. Know where all the hot spots are as far as the tacos, mm-hmm. man. She break it down to me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So you uh, recently, you've been hosting a lot on radio stations. So tell me about that. Ooh. Well, how that came about is um, I heard on the radio they were like, uh, you know, host your talent. If you can dance, sing, uh, if you do poetry, whatever. I'm like, well, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just driving. You know, let me call in. So I call in and they absolutely loved what I spit. And from there, it turned into a uh, come perform for our youth. Mm. And so I went there Sunday, interacted with the youth, performed with the youth or for the youth. Um, even took my daughter and she said a little piece from my from my poem. What? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you didn't uh, tell me that. Mm-hmm. That part where I'm like, I want to make my daughter proud, you know, all that. And then she was like, uh, probably in her mind thinking, mommy, won't you do it? You yeah, know, yeah. so she got her a little shy. That's what's up. <laughs> but um, and then from there, it turned into, okay, we want you on the morning show. And then we want you on the YOLO show, which is their afternoon segment for the younger crowd. And so, yeah, that's just how it kind of happened. Wow. Yeah, just that one little about. piece, just to let me do this. Let me put myself out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a domino effect. So have you always known that you wanted to perform and, and, and be a part of entertainment and inspiring people? Absolutely. Um, just me as a person, I am so very loving. Like I really cherish um, people that are in my life. Um, as far as performing, I have been acting since I was in sixth grade. Mm. Um, I've done all kind of stage plays and uh, UIL competitions. Mm. And um, actually in senior year, so I was inducted into the Thespian Society, all that stuff. Um, Senior year, my mom got me an audition for a school in New York. Is that right? Absolutely, but I never got to go because I was being fast. I was being fast, Uh-oh. and I think it was supposed to be coming towards the end or, like, right at the beginning of the summer, something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I got pregnant, and so it's yeah. just like I had to be a mom. It got real. <laughs> it got real. Yeah. It got real, real. Real so, fast. Mm-hmm, my first love has always been um, performing in any sort. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I tell you, you come you come alive on that stage. Like <laughs> you you this she's the girl that's when we have our monthly poetry meetings, she's the one that's sitting in the corner not saying much. <laughs> Probably got out a notepad and a pen. Mm-hmm. Don't miss much. Mm. But when she get on that stage, yeah, got a voice. It, it, you know what I mean, just big as Hercules. Oh man, thank <laughs> you. That is so funny because, of course, with the um, with the show that's coming up on the twenty fourth. Uh, Of course, I'm practicing, you know, just throughout the day. And in my mind, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I don't know who I am when I start speaking Mm -hmm. or spitting because my voice changed my tone. Like, it's it's just crazy. I amaze myself, not in a big headed way, but just like. Who is this person? What is who is this boy? Don't be ashamed. You know? to, don't be ashamed to pat yourself on the yeah. back. I know what society said. Listen, don't be ashamed to to be proud of you. Mm. You know, don't uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those that label you uh, arrogant, cocky, they just insecure. That's mm. that's their problem. Let them work through that. Yeah. But no, don't be ashamed of. But now keep talking. Uh, oh, well, that that was that was Shit. pretty much like you said. When I come, I come alive on stage. I come alive like within myself that way I can come alive on stage right. you know and speak to somebody and oh I'm, I'm so excited about this show <laughs> well I, I think back on the very first show that you were on man um, and I, I didn't know you you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, and I pay attention even though the poets they, they don't think I do yeah like I, I really pay attention and when you were on that stage you just exploded and I said I said, Kanai, who who is that? Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh man, that's this, this young poet I, I saw at open mic. And, and you know, and she was this, 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 and And I said, man, she she got amazing potential. Yeah. And I had to recognize you at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to do it because I saw the, the, the magic in you, yeah. you know. And then when other people, uh, in, in the staff, like, you know, when Kimberly said, oh, every time I called her to get her ticket count, you know, she was right on point. She called me back. Uh, when I emailed, she emailed right back. Like, the process, yeah. you know, following all the rules, doing all the right things. And I'm not going to say uh, it's hardly ever do we get that, but it's hardly ever do we get that with a newcomer. Yeah. You know, it's usually the person has to... Uh, eventually learn the process or kind of work their way into how we do things. And for you to pick it up the first day and be a talent, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I I really just tried to not try because I feel like I succeeded as far as like staying on top of things. I mean, like I think I told you a couple of times, the minute, you know, I get a sale, I'm sending that right to you yeah. because I don't want it to get lost in lost in the south you know and try to figure things out later or anything and so i i just try to stay on it and y'all i mean that's y'all business Mm -hmm. you know and so i don't want to add any inconvenience or hinder what y'all have to do on y'all end right you know so absolutely well and i tell you away from the stage and the ticket sales and, and all of that stuff about a week or two weeks after that show you 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 inbox me mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook or DM me or whatever you kids say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and said, Mr. Wallace, I'd like to schedule an appointment with you because I'd like to talk to you. And I said, okay, let's do it this day, this time. You were 
30 minutes early. I was like, man, she she's serious. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, and and when you showed up, you had a notepad. Yeah. And My pen and paper. <laughs> with everything I was saying, man, you were writing it down. Mm. And so what I do from there is I just kind of pay attention from afar, you know, from social media and just, you know, and I'll ask Kanai, you know, hey, how is she pro progressing? And when I tell you within a month or so, you had executed everything <laughs> that I had advised you to do. And uh, I was talking to Charles about it and I said, man, do you know how many times I give people things. I was like, here's what you should do, and this is what I think will help you in your processing. And, and it go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. And I feel like I have just wasted my time. Mm -hmm. And what I've always said is, I don't want to get to a point that I help nobody yeah. because of somebody. Mm. You know? Yeah. So you, because of you, I, I can go a little further. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, know? all right then. So thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Just the fact that you even you know took that time set that time aside to you know speak to me like you said like we had first met at the first improv show what was it in october mm -hmm. um and then so a month later so it's like you don't know you know what i'm about to come to you with right, if i'm right. about to waste your time but just the fact that you set that time aside and you know we we had that long talk and just you giving me that guidance and you know your opinions on things and like you said i I executed, and I'm I'm still shocked. No, I'm not. I'm still shocked. I, I am. It was in you. It just had to come out, you yeah. know. Um, and and there's there's way there's a lot more to come. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like I I see it, and there's a whole lot more to come. So yeah. just just keep doing like I tell you all the time. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot more to come. Don't don't get caught up reading the billboards. Keep your eyes on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, and you'll do you'll do just fine. Uh, what would you say uh, are some of your biggest challenges, you know, in this in this process, you know, in this journey? Um, I don't like what it's just like. Eh. I mean, hey, this us. I know, I know, right? <laughs> okay, because it's, it's a couple of things. Um, lightly, I guess, with me being a mom, even though you know I've gotten to the point where just with a lot of people, like I started unapologetically pouring into myself mm -hmm. so all the energy I was putting into so many friends so many just people whoever I was with at the time you know like I finally started putting it into me um, and you know things have been happening and so of course I'm a lot more busy and I feel guilty mm -hmm. as a mom you know, I feel mm -hmm. I definitely feel guilty because, you know, I'm working. She's at school. We get home. OK, I got some free time. Let me try to write. But then it's mommy, mommy. And so, of course, I want to tend to my child. And so it's just um, trying to find that balance, mm -hmm. um, try, definitely trying to find that balance and not letting my guilt be the very reason I slow down or just say, you know what, maybe I'm in over my head, you know, mm. you know, you need to write a piece about that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, finding that balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, uh, being a Houstonian, you a Houston fan? I don't like any Houston teams. I think you know that. Everybody pretty much. Knows yeah. Oh. Um, is a, is it a love hate relationship? I uh, I don't watch sports. Okay, no, that's fine. I don't watch, but you, you from know Houston? what? There are no real fans in Houston anyway. I have an Astro shirt. I have a, <laughs> I 
have a Texan <laughs> shirt and I have a Rocket shirt, and this is all because um, with my job I get to wear any Texas team on Fridays with jeans. Uh, so uh, hey. So, so you gonna? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so I, hey, I, okay, I understand. Whatever it takes to get out a uniform. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So go Houston teams. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm not a Houston fan uh, of no sport. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if I really like the Astros or not yet because mm -hmm. they, the new ownership. It's my my beef is more or less the the ownership than it is the the teams. You mm -hmm. know, the mm -hmm. Rockets. There is a possibility that I could become a fan because I do like the new owner. Yeah. Uh, as a person. He's a good guy, so I want to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... You go deep with it. Like, you get not just the game, but oh, just no, like, Oh, no, it's deeper than that. Listen, because yeah. people ask me, why do I like the Cowboys and the Lakers? And I'll tell you, the Cowboys, if you were a sports fan, mm -hmm. if you watch their games and you pay attention to the sidelines, you will see ex-Cowboys all throughout their sidelines. Mm -hmm. If Laker games, look at the, the second and the third row behind the bench and you see ex-Lakers because the organizations employed those guys wow. once they retire. Okay. That keeps them from being unemployed, homeless, and broke, exactly. you know? Because let's be honest, most of them, that's all they really know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the organizations, they make up jobs just to keep, you know, keep giving them work. Yeah. Uh, because I just have a problem with, a, with an organization that uh, a person or player that has worked diligently for you for any amount of time and help you make millions into billions of dollars, mm -hmm. and after that time, you don't care about them. Exactly. I have a problem with that. Yeah. I don't care who it is. And so I can't say it about other teams, mm -hmm. but I know Houston organizations specifically have done that. At the end of Elijah Wan's career, they got rid of him. Wow. You know, uh, uh, Earl Campbell, you know, like instead of being loyal to these guys, like, yeah. you know, the Lakers didn't pay Kobe $35 million at the end of his career because he was worth $35 million. Mm. They paid him that because of what he had given them exactly. for 15 years, you know. Yeah. The same with Michael Jordan with the Bulls and Patrick Ewan with the Knicks, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. It's a loyalty thing. Yeah. And, and I just didn't see that in Houston, you know, mm. since I've been here. But like I said, with new owners, we may see that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I may change. See, things, things that I wouldn't think about or wouldn't know, but I, I definitely like agree with that. That should be done. Yeah, you know, you heard the term, it's deeper than rap, it's deeper than sports. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so on your, on your podcast, man, one of the biggest, most popular segments was Daddy Issues. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it, it's one that definitely brought me to tears. Like I, I was what? at the airport. It just touched me, man. Yeah. Like, and I text you. I was like, man, that's it. It's, it was, just, you know, it's not really sad. It's just real. Yeah. It's just, it's real. And there's probably, man, a, a large number of people, not just women, but mm -hmm. guys that can can listen to that and and hear the same same things you're saying. Exactly. Uh, one line in there when you said, I think you were. 19 I, I forget the exact age but when you say you went to visit your dad and there were two other children at his house calling your daddy daddy like mm. you like who are these you know yeah. who the hell is this Ooh, <laughs> um that that was tough man so it was 
this was his second wife, so I never even got to say goodbye to the first one, mm -hmm. you know, which I, I loved her. She she um, really took on the stepmother role really well, mm -hmm. you know, and so just not even be able, being able to say bye. So, you know, meeting the second wife, you know, she's an absolute wonderful person. So she has three kids and the little girl, you know, is running around the house and just calling my dad, daddy. Right. And I'm just like, can, I mean, I don't know if anyone could actually imagine that. Like, I don't know, like just feeling like something was stolen, right. you know, stolen from me. And um, just, I guess, like I, I, now that I'm a parent, I could never imagine if my child was to go to her dad's house. And he has a whole new family, a whole new life, whole new house, whole new, you know, everything. Like, mm -hmm. how, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't even put it into words, but it, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And, and what do you think could have been done to help facilitate or make that better, like to mesh it? The most simplest thing, communication. Um, and the thing is, I think, you know, as adults, as adults, there's this stigma of you a child, so I'm not going to tell you everything or you don't need to know everything. Um, stay in a child's place type of mindset. I don't, I don't know if that was his mindset. Um, but there definitely could have been a conversation. Hey, baby, uh, you know, daddy and miss blah, blah, you know, is going through this. And so, you know, we're not together anymore. And that could have been step one. Mm -hmm. And then at whatever point, but it all happened so quick. Mm -hmm. Okay. It all happened so quick, you know, and then it could have been a, well, I'm, you know, I'm with this person. I want you to meet her. She's a good person. You know, make you feel involved, right, right. you know, just make you feel involved and like you matter, like you matter to the situation. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that. It's just kind of like a, okay, that was the old life. Bam. This is what we got now. Yeah. You know. And the reason I ask, uh, I'm divorced. I don't know if you know that. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was 15 mm -hmm. when I got divorced, 14, 15. And. It, not a, up until uh, like a three years, three or four years ago, she was. She told me that she was upset mm. because I didn't. I didn't consult with her. Oh. And I, I, I was like, who the hell? I ain't gotta talk to you. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I just said it. And I'm just being honest. You know, yeah. I was like, consult with you. I said, I mean, how many boyfriends have you switched up and didn't talk to me? <laughs> So you, you get what I'm saying? It, yeah. So so I'm not taking up for your father, mm -hmm. but it, in in the words of you know, just to recite what you said, communication. Yeah. Um, at 15, how many times did you go to your dad and say, "Hey, fa hey, dad, I'm thinking about uh, making Christmas boyfriend." What do you think? I mean, not. I mean, <laughs> you know what? With my dad, no. With my mom, you did. There was that line of communication. Yeah, and see, I think uh, all relationships are different. Yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what type of relationship you had with your father, but listen to that segment. It sounded like it wasn't very good. Yeah. You know, um, my daughter did not grow up with me. She visited every summer. Mm -hmm. You know, we did, of course, talk on the phone a lot. Yeah. Um, and there are just times, you know, well, going into teen years. You, you know how y'all y'all become Tina. Y'all too busy. Yeah, y'all yeah, got yeah, other yeah. stuff to do. So so the conversation, the the phone calls became less. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I got more into my life, and I'm sure she got more into her life. So I just didn't. Um, to me, there wasn't a time to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, I was more into 
uh, I'm battling this divorce. You know, mm -hmm. and my father had just died. Uh, I'm going through a bankruptcy. I lost my job. Like I'm, I'm going through a wow. whole storm. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, it, it just wasn't time. So as adults, there may be other things that your dad's going through. Like you said, it happened so fast. I don't. Uh, wife number two might have busted the windows out of wife number one. Yeah. Car. I don't know. <laughs> you know? But there may have been other other things going on. Yeah, know? yeah. And then I think also in I guess in the general saying like men don't like to talk about you know a lot of stuff that they are going through yeah you know and so i mean yeah it's just mm. but like you said you and your daughter y'all talked on the phone like even you know though y'all didn't see each other a lot whereas i said on my podcast like there was really i, I made it a sport to count how long i was going without talking to him without me having to reach out I want to see if I'm on your mind, if you're thinking about me, if you're going to call me. And it had almost gotten gotten up to a year oh, one wow. time. No. Yeah. And so that's so just to give an idea of, you know, even though even if I wasn't going over there, like you want to talk like you my dad, like mm -hmm. I'm not on your mind, you know, and I don't want there to have to be a phone conversation because I'm finally like, OK, let me call my daddy. Let me check same, on him in the same city. Yeah. Yeah. Same city. Wow. Well, he's a truck driver. And I guess, you know, just that that whole lifestyle. And then I can't, you know, I don't think I said this on. A, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I would I could have somebody vouch for me. But this man had a new car every time I went to go see him. Hmm. And I say that in the sense of like, so if it was months or if it was close to a year, it was a brand new car, got the rims. Like he was told, he's told, still is into that stuff. Um, so it's like I saw, I was able to see where he was putting, you know, his his importance, his uh, attention. Right. Women, getting a new girlfriend, a new wife, whatever you got going on, and then your toys right. and stuff. But you couldn't give me a car. So, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, it, it's deep, man. Mm -hmm. So, but you and your mom are really tight. Like y'all have a oh, great yeah. relationship. Absolutely. That woman is my life. Man. That's good. That, I like that. <laughs> that's well, hey, we're going to take a quick break, man. Uh, you you getting deeper. Oh, who? Look, you, gonna... you the one that asked. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, that's, that's why I got you. That's why I got you. You were nervous about doing this. Come yeah, on, man. I was. But we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to switch gears when we come back. Uh, we'll be right back with you on the Life is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast. The thing students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, not looking for their validation. That's what means that, you know, that's what that's what touches me. Um, my favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase Life is Not Complicated, you are or the other 99 times, or to download the audio versions, please visit carloswallace.com. All right, we're back with you on the Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinions Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, now, she told me not to get on this, but, uh, <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. Man. <laughs> so, uh, I have to talk to you millennials about the political 
landscape and, and, and what's going on today. How, yeah. how are you and, and like your, your circle, you know, what, how do y'all feel about it? Um, I feel like it's a, a reality show. Yeah. It's, and it's sad. Um, it's to the point where I don't look to it because I feel like I feel like everything is a lot like you have to question so much these days. Mm. So much these days. Um, I mean, I, I have a friend who she was on the individuality uh, segment, my segment. She she's a lot more, you know, into politics and things of that nature. But I guess because you just don't know what's real, what's not. And I'm not gonna lie, like it's just kind of like a, what can I do or what can be done? You know, I vote and mm -hmm. everything, but um, just not knowing what can be done or what, what I can do to change things. Yeah, it's funny you say it's like a reality show and not real, it, you know. When I was in the fourth grade, it was the first time, you know, well you read my book, it was the first time I was voted president and leader of my peers. Yeah. And um and there was another time during that year where we had to answer the question like what do you want to be when you grow up and i said i want to be the first black president wow and that was in the fourth grade yeah right? and um and my thoughts of of donald trump and presidency is my fear of my concern is there's a kid somewhere in the fourth grade oh with that same dream oh my god but looking at him thinking Oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> and I, that's what I fear the most because I don't want him taking that away from that kid. Yeah. That dream, like, you know, at one, that was like the, that was the highest job. That was, that was like, man, if I got that, yeah. I reached the A top. President, yeah. And it's no longer thought of mm -hmm. that in that way. Or know? what about even in the opposite sense as far as seeing the lack of standard yeah. that there is and somebody you know being like yeah. it's like what do we really have to look to next That's you know right. this is what was given to us yeah it's, it's almost like uh he, he lowered the bar <laughs> you know um and it's it's even disheartening more so when i talk to a, a trump supporter Mm. or a person that voted for him, not necessarily a supporter. Like there are some people that just voted against Hillary. They didn't wow. really vote for yeah. Donald, they just voted against Hillary. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and their excuse at times is always, well, I didn't vote for him to be a saint. And I'm like, dude, it's the president. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? Well, I didn't vote for him to be a Christian. I didn't vote for him to be a model citizen. I didn't vote for, and I'm like, are you, are you listening to yourself? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I know coaches win games, but, if you saw that winning coach at the local strip club every weekend, that would be Look, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying the coach can't go, but it can't be on the front page of the paper. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so so there has to be some ethics and morals involved in this thing. Mm. And for those that just continue to excuse that, it it hurts me for you. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to make the millennials get more involved. Mm. and say this got to end somewhere yeah. or turn a turn a blind eye blind eye you know mm. and i just like i said i don't look to it so that's me that's right. me turning yeah. a blind eye because it's 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 a comedy show mm -hmm. yeah it is. and that's sad it's sad i i really didn't think that he would 
I didn't think he would become president just off the fact like, man, this man had had a reality show. He has so many businesses. He wouldn't be able to, you know, and it happened. And I was just like, oh, like this, this is actually kind of scary. Oh, we've never seen this you know? before. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, nah, it's, we've never seen this before. So can I ask you, um, with the whole Russian thing and the them changing up votes, like, do you believe that, or like, what's your well knowledge on that? It's not so much that they changed up votes. Here's mm -hmm. from the Russian thing. What what people what it said is uh, Russia used fake emails account. I mean, fake social media accounts to influence people's minds mm. to you know like putting out lies about Hillary on social media uh, to influence people in a direction, gotcha. right? My problem, and it probably did happen, you know, I, I'm not going to say it did or didn't. No, it did happen. It yeah. did happen. But what the investigations were, okay, it, it happened, but did Donald Trump collude? Like, mm -hmm. was he a part of it? Yeah. So that part was not proven, mm -hmm. but it did happen. My beef with it is Hillary was so arrogant, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime there's something put out there about Donald Trump, the next rally he has, he he's addressing it. Yeah. Well, there's real or fake. He's out there. You see what they're saying about me on the news? Fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> they said I did da da da, and, and he's immediately uh, programming his base. Yeah. To ignore it. Mm -hmm. Hillary didn't do that. Yeah. They if they said Hillary did this, she didn't address it. You yeah. know what I mean? This lady. Now, I think the best interview that I heard from her was on The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. And I rarely listen to interviews on The Breakfast Club because they, they usually talk about stuff I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, she had a great interview, right? Mm -hmm. In the last three minutes was when they said something about damn hot sauce. Yeah. And that's the only thing you saw wow. trending in it. I mean, it yeah. was like, it, seriously, it was like a 57 minute interview. Yeah. And 54 minutes of it was great, man. She talked about all these programs that she was a part of in college for inner city black girls and how she interned for this, uh, it was a black lady, I don't remember her name, but you know, some high powered yeah. uh, official that she was an intern for. And that's where she learned a lot of what she knew, you know, just all of these things. And I'm pretty plugged in, all these things that I didn't even know. Yeah. And I was like, man, why in the hell is she not promoting that? Yeah. And it was almost like, she had done she like she had like a deep history of advocating for inner city uh blacks it was almost like she was ashamed to say it yeah you know what wow. i mean and uh like she you know she was saying it on the breakfast club but i'm like why aren't you saying that in your you know along the way in your campaign yeah. right yeah and the only thing that came away from that damn interview was about that hot sauce of course of you course. know and of course that's what we 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 talked about the hot sauce. Yeah, the clout. Yeah, that's, we, that's we what missed, it was. We missed the whole thing, man. And uh, and of course, it's upsetting to me because we uh we'll talk about that stupid stuff and not not really address the look, real stuff. Man, look, man, <laughs> I mean, even okay, I'm about to like switch it real quick, but in the same sense of like on Facebook, you know, you can post something serious and, you know, intellectual or something just to inspire. And, you know, a few people will take to it right. or whatever, um, but people just want to laugh. Yeah. You know, people yeah. just want these memes. People just want to laugh. Yeah. And so I try to 
make it work. I was gonna say, you do a good job. <laughs> a yeah, balance. Yeah, you, well, you do a good job of adding just enough sugar mm -hmm. to draw them to the importance of, of you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know how to put the vitamins in the candy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and no, I like you, that. You, you do a good job. I know how to put you, the vitamins in the candy. Uh, I like, like you, you keep finding different ways to put the message out. Like that one day you said, I'm going to go to this uh, karaoke mm. and go up there and I'm going to pick a song and act like that's what I'm going to sing, but I'm really going to spit one of my poems. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought that was just so funny. To me yeah. I died laughing. But I'm like, you just keep finding those creative ways. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's what it's about. And not following the trend of, you know, posting the stupid stuff. No. Just to be a part. No. You know, it's not, you know, I don't, don't. don't I still got that. a conscience. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. So what would you say are some of the biggest concerns of you and your mm -hmm. peers in regards to the future of our country? Um, ooh. I would say, like, financially, because uh, I don't, I mean, I've heard, maybe I need to read more into it, but at some point, like, Social Security will end. Is that is that true? Or? Well, uh, I, I'll say this. I'm 48, and, and I've heard that my whole life. Oh, okay. But, but, but I, I, I'm, a, I'm a part of railroad retirement, so I don't, I don't have to worry about it. Exactly. But I will say, if you are dependent on Social Security, then no. don't. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Don't. I mean, that's, I guess that's, that was a go-to thing, but I mean, cause that's not awesome. Like, I don't want to be on nobody's social security. I don't yeah, want to be on even, any government assistance. Yeah, cause today like they, they, there are just too many other methods and there's too much information for you to create your own retirement now. Yes. You know, with, yes. start early in a 401k, start early in, in annuities. You know, mm -hmm. you can put $50 a month into an annuity, you know, $100 a month for 30 years and you'll be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so just don't don't say, man, I'm just gonna work and the government gonna take care of me. Exactly. Uh, interesting enough, with one of the interviews, I was talking to uh, someone about when I lived in Japan, mm. uh, one of the things I noticed is they don't have social security. Like, you just work till you die. Oh right? my gosh. But it's a different mindset. Yeah. Because there, you create a business, mm -hmm. you work until you can't work anymore, you pass the business down to your yeah. children, mm. They take over the business and they take care of you till you die. Mm -hmm. You know, you you don't just sit around and wait on the government. You don't wait yeah. on a check. But they have a tighter family nucleus. They do. They and do. that's why. And even, I mean, and we see it here. So even if they, you know, come to the United States. Um, the culture remains the same. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, they live together. They eat together. The guy that does my nails long. Um, he said he took me to sushi for my birthday mm -hmm. and he was like yeah we're eating right now but i'm gonna i'm still gonna have dinner with my family and i was like oh like y'all sit at the table and stuff he said yeah Absolutely. for breakfast lunch yeah. dinner and i'm just like yo like we don't have that no we there is no like there isn't a lot of unity within our people well no stop oh i bad. grew up with that but it, I grew up in a small town. Yeah. See, there it, in back in my small town, there are still people that do that. Yeah. It's just in a city where everybody's on the go, on the rat race and this, All this, right. and this. Because I still know people that sit at the dinner table. Wow. But they're in those smaller towns, and you know what I mean. But and see, are, whereas I've been here all my life, so right. maybe that, that's my mindset. Right. I'm just going but off what I see. These are people that only have one TV in the whole house. Mm. You, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. And it and it's off during dinner time, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can't come to the table with a cell phone. Mm. 
See. You know, I know people that don't even have a Facebook account, believe it or not. Yeah. I have a friend who has one, but she probably get on once a year. You right. know, so so yeah, and, and then you see um I guess how it benefits them. Yeah, you their know, mind is on other things. Yeah. You know. And uh you you just have to have you have to find the balance, mm -hmm. you know. But but no, you when you go to other countries and see different their lifestyles and the way they go about not just the day, but the, the order of importance. Yeah, it'll change your whole way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, and I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Just but every country I've ever visited, I've learned something. Yeah, something totally. And different. and that should be key. You, you know. should definitely take something away from those experiences. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, the guy doing your nails, uh, <laughs> with with regards to your ge your generation in immigrants, how do y'all view immigrants? Um, you know what? I mean, this is me. This is me. This is God's world, man. Mm -hmm. This is God's world, and it's crazy to me that we cannot go certain places on land because of imaginary lines <laughs> is that, i mean and maybe that's just i don't know i mean because i i do understand uh there has to be safety mm -hmm. you know and you know things of that nature but I don't know. See, I be, I be feeling bad because I feel like I'm not deep enough. But I, I know some people say, no, you know, that they... that's a pretty deep answer right there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and in the sense where people say, you know, immigrants take our jobs and take this, take that. You go get what you... I feel like anybody can get whatever they want if they really work hard at it. Like, ain't... Ugh, I, well, check this wait, out. Wait, wait. I've heard people say, they take our job. I hear people cussing the immigrant at the job. But I ain't never heard them cuss the owner that gave them the job. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. See, you always taking a step further. Y'all hear that? <laughs> they they can't. How many people have came in with your job and just said, uh, oh, open your hand, uh, Brittany, and took it out your hand? Just, <laughs> yeah. just took your job out of your hand. <laughs> I've never seen an immigrant roll up on a postman, pull him out of that postal <laughs> truck, and take that bag off his shoulders mm. and said, this is now my job. Yeah. When I was a railroad engineer, an uh, immigrant has never climbed on a train, pulled me off of it, and took that train and went on down the track. Yeah. Like, they can't take your job. Yeah. Now, in the mindset of greed, that owner can eliminate you and hire him at a lower wage. Yeah. And not pay employee tax into the system. Mm. That's what's hurting us. Yeah. That's what's hurting. It's not the immigrant. It's the person that's not doing the right thing when they fire the American and hire the immigrant. Mm -hmm. So why are you mad at the immigrant? And and the thing is, a lot of immigrants or of certain cultures, I'll say, come here and they start their own business. They don't come here to work for nobody else. Absolutely. They come here because this is the land of opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's something I want you to chew on. The three biggest contributors to the Republican campaign mm -hmm. is uh, pharmaceutical healthcare, you know, the medical industry, mm -hmm. uh, construction, and oil and gas. Mm. Two out of those three employ more immigrants mm. <laughs> than anybody. Yeah. Oil and gas and construction. And, yeah. And if you think I'm lying, go buy a construction. Oh, site. no, I know you ain't. 
<laughs> you know, you it always puzzles me. I say, you know, when you see a skyscraper downtown Houston, 70, 80 stories, and it was built by this construction company. And you look at that company, and they say they have four employees. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, four people built that whole building? Yeah. No. And the employees is the owner, his wife, and his son, and probably his wife, mm -hmm. and then a whole bunch of contract labor. Yeah. Off the record. Come on, man. Yeah. So if you're serious about immigration and not wanting immigrants to come, get on him about hiring them. Yeah. That'll, that'll end all that. If it were me, and I wanted to correct this, every time I called a company with one undocumented worker, one million dollar fine. God. Second time, two million dollar fine. Ooh. And people say, well, Carlos, you're going to put him out of business. Well, no, I won't. If he do right. Yeah. <laughs> he going to put him out of business. Yeah. Yeah. If you want if you want to make a stop. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's how you do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, the only, I, I guess the only thing on a small scale, um, where like you see jobs when they were, it was like bilingual preferred, mm -hmm. you know, bilingual preferred, like bilingual, 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 to the point of, uh, you know, like you in your home country and here you are having to learn, I guess, another language, which isn't bad. You know, everybody should probably, um, but you can't get a certain job or someone's gonna get it over you because automatically, but at the same time, they learn English, they learn, you know, uh, other languages, so. But do you know what it is? Why? America does not have an adopted language. Mm. English is the most common. Yeah. But we don't have an adopted language. Exactly. So that's not the immigrants' fault. That's the fault of our forefathers for not having an adopted language. Exactly. And it's probably too late now because it would have to be voted on, and English probably may not win now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that's that's why that's like that. And so now you have businesses like, uh, you know, you have people upset about, you know, to your point, businesses that cater to uh, Spanish in here in Texas. Yeah. But you driving down the highway and you see Sprint billboard in Spanish. Yeah. Why are people boycotting Sprint? Mm. They're doing it because, hey, it's business. Look, yeah. It's, it's a large community of Spanish-speaking uh, people in Houston. We want their business. We have uh, billboards in Spanish. Yeah. I don't see pe people mad about it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the Republicans, uh, higher tax bracket uh, stockholders that own stock in Sprint. I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get what I I'm just saying? saw a billboard in, it was either in Chinese or... Some, something. If it's in you know, the Bel Air area, yeah, yeah I was on the South side. Yeah, and and so I understand it in that perspective. Yeah. You know, like there, it's where it's business. Location. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, with that, we're gonna take another break, man. It's getting a little deep in here. <laughs> but she's stretching me out. I like today, this. Man. I like this. <laughs> we'll be right back with you on the Life Is Not Complicated Strong Opinions podcast. Five, four, three, two. The Other 99 Times. Count your blessings. Season 2. Showing now on NetNY.TV. Theos by Verizon Channel 48. Optimum Channel 30. And Spectrum Channel 97. Season 1. Streaming on Amazon Prime Video.
All right, we're back with you on the Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinion Podcast. Uh, social media. Ooh. I know you on there. I know you rocking it. <laughs> Come I on know, now. I know you keep it stirred up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what No, you keep the... it stirred up. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> wee. I just do what I do, man. <laughs> Notica- notifications be off the hook. Did you see? It was a guy uh, the other day said, uh, I posted something about, it was some racial stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, uh, and I actually went to high school with this guy, white guy, good dude, man. But he said something about a person, he made a comment, and a person that know me, she's actually my old boss, mm-hmm. uh, the director at Union Pacific. She said, she made a comment back to him, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not like Carlos and keep stuff stirred up, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And I said, look, man, I don't stir things up as much as I do make them think about stuff that they generally go without noticing yeah that's what i do mm-hmm. like i like to think of it that way yeah now there are people that call that stirring it up mm-hmm. because they would much rather you allow people to go without noticing yeah yeah <laughs> you know and it back in the day they say hey we don't want to eat trouble because mm-hmm. he gonna tell everybody else Ooh. that started during the slave time like it killed him because he gonna tell the other slaves mm. So I probably would have been dead. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like, I'm just that person. You know, I try to I try to uh, bring awareness, yeah. you know. And, and at times, it's okay until it's the awareness that that person don't want brought exactly. about. Exactly, <laughs> when, they, when they hit a string or something. Yeah, yeah, like, man, you know, I don't mind you telling everything else, but don't tell that part. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. come on, bro, like, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I just feel like that's that's... A part of what I'm here for. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, social media can, and I don't even know what you was gonna ask, but social media you see um, brings out. I don't know what how people really feel in a sense, yeah. you know, like just like you say, you post, you can post so much stuff, so much stuff, but again, the minute you say a certain thing, people just come out the woodworks, yeah. you know, and it's it's funny, it's funny to see how people think. Yeah, you know, well, what's funny to me is the person that's on social media is one way, and then when you meet them in person, they're another way. Come on now. Now, Come on now. Now, now I want to. Am I the same on social media as I am present? Yeah, no, you absolutely are. <laughs> <laughs> you abs- I mean, you are. But and, and here's the thing: I think people, the people that don't know me, right? Mm-hmm. Either, either, and this is the same perception, whether it be in person or social media. For the people that don't know me, they think I'm an asshole. Yeah. And I'm really not. No. Okay. So yeah, not in that sense, but I mean. You, I don't know, you stay true to who you are. I've never seen you in uh, at the improv or in here when we have meetings or whatever. Like, in just because you're in a different environment around different people, like you switch up or anything. Oh, no, I don't. No, you're, you're absolutely like stay true to yourself. Yeah, I just know how to be me. But I, that was a, that was a discussion yesterday I had with a, a young lady, I don't know her. I posted something about the, the people that were scamming to get their kids in college. Mm-hmm. And she said, I wish people that commit murder would get as much time as these people. And I said, hold on, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they may get months. So you okay. were hoping murderers just get months? Okay. And uh, she's like, and, uh, and she corrected herself, you yeah. know. So later, 
it was it was a kid somewhere in I think in Porter or somewhere. He was egging cars, <laughs> and they ended up having a head on, and it killed killed some people. Mm. And and the kid got probation. And Why? and I don't know, Probably. he's fourteen. Probably. And and she said, "Wow, uh, one year probation for murder." And I said, "Now wait a minute, define." Define murder. murder. Because this kid is just thinking, I'm just about to throw some yeah, eggs, a little nice joke. I said, that, now that's not murder. That has to be willful intent. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't mean, at the end of the day, it was an accident. Now, was it caused by him throwing the egg? Yes. Yeah. Like, but, but that's not murder. You yeah. know, if anything, manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, but it's not murder. Yeah, he didn't wake up that day like, I'm about to cause yeah. a wreck, make somebody die. I'm going to do it by putting some eggs on the windshield. So, yeah, in that perspective. Yeah, and I said, look, oftentimes people get off on it, you know, on a, on, a, on a case because they're being charged with something that the prosecutor mm -hmm. failed to prove. Mm -hmm. Like, you over, overcharge them, you know. And, uh, and I said, if they had cho uh, charged this kid with murder, to try to get 12 jurors to convict a 14-year-old of murder for throwing eggs would have been next to impossible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't happen. And then she finally said, well, I know the family personally, so Ooh, I have an emotional funny. tie. I said, well, you can't convict people on emotions. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't do that. Yeah. So I'm sure she today is calling me an asshole. <laughs> But what part did I? Yeah, like? probably like, oh, he's so insensitive. That was so insensitive of him to say. But I mean, when you take the emotions out, and you know, speak, speak real. Yeah, and you know what? I, I have had people that I know personally, like my mom's best friend was murdered by her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. To me, I thought he should get capital murder. Mm -hmm. He murdered her, stole her car, had a shootout with the police. Oh. Like it was a whole bunch of oh. stuff. And, and capital means murder plus another felony, right? Mm. That's capital. Okay. He murdered her and had four or five other, you know, and he still didn't get capital. He got 25 years uh, or 50 years. But but still, you know what I mean? I didn't like it. Yeah. But that is what it is. Yeah. Ain't nothing I can do about that. Emotionally, I don't like it. Yeah. But if somebody tells me, hey, Lois, ain't nothing you can do. It, ain't nothing I can do about mm -hmm. that. But if I post on Facebook and say, this ain't fair, I open myself up fair game for whoever to say whatever they want to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, to receive those opinions. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I see I see a lot of people when they post something and then someone goes, counters what they say. They're like, well, you can get off my page or this wasn't for you. I wasn't talking to you. Well, this is uh, the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're you've publicly put it out there. So, right. I mean, it's expected to receive some. Yeah, if you don't want you don't want the general public to talk about it, make your page private mm -hmm. and only your friends Oof. can can see it. And if I comment that you didn't like, kick me off your page. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? But come on, man, you you know, but keep the same energy mm -hmm. is the main thing, you know. Are there times that people come in on my page stuff that I don't like? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do one or two things. If that day I ain't in the mood, I just, just ignore it. Straight up ignore it. Yeah, I yep. just ignore it, man. And if I am, if I got time that day, <laughs> I give them the business. I got time today, cuz. Yeah, but I never say, hey, get off my page with that foot. I never say that. You, <laughs> yeah. you will never see Carlos Wallace say that. Yeah. I'm going to either give them the business or I'm going to ignore it. Exactly. Because it, it's, come on, man. 
you can't be that insensitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sensitive and, and think and, and consider yourself. I mean, as entertainers, we're public people. Yeah. Period. You know, whether you like it or not, you're going to be performing one day and somebody ain't going to like your poem. I know. <laughs> like I'm talking about, I know. You're going to write a book one day and somebody ain't going to like your book. Mm -hmm. You're going to go on Amazon, there's going to be a negative review about your book. <laughs> and you can't run that person down and beat them up. Exactly. You know, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> be uh, messaging Amazon, how do I delete a comment? Yeah. It, <laughs> how do I delete a it, review? It is what it is. You know, like, <laughs> that's just a part of it. That's yeah. a part of it, man. You mm -hmm. know. But it goes back to the other 99. Just appreciate the 99 that did love it. And that one, hey, it's, it exactly. is. What, now, when there becomes 99 that hated and only one loved it. Then you doing something wrong. You wrote a bad book. <laughs> Your book just off. Yeah, listen listen to them 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might all just, just destroy that book. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what would you say is the greatest misconception about millennials, you know, your generation? Mm, that we are lazy um, and just like have no direction. It's funny with my job, I uh, I'm a lot. Of, I mean, I'm around a lot of old people. And, and when you say old, you call me old. No, is not did old. I call you old? I think you have before. I don't know, but if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about older, like walkers and stuff. Oh, okay. Um okay. and. This was probably just a week ago. I'm listening to these two ladies go on about this generation and her grandson. And he, when when we, when uh, back in my day, we right out of high school, we had to get our job and we had to do this. And you know, da da da. It was just like that, just that mindset. And I think. Did you say back in your day it was the forties? <laughs> like what else did y'all, you know, have? But just having that mindset, and I feel like the generation that I'm in, and then like the generation a little bit under me, it's like we see so much more to life. You know, we mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. so many opportunities, so we don't want to walk that straight and narrow. You mm -hmm. know, like I hate that entrepreneurship isn't really pushed on a lot of people. We are so conditioned in school to be told what to do, mm -hmm. and this is the only thing we're gonna teach you, and when you get, you go to college and you get your job, you know, and it's just like, what, tell me more. Like, what is there? Like, it, there can't just be it, you know, and. Not Carlos Wallace. Oh, I know, I know, and see, <laughs> what I was about to go on and say is that um, meeting you all, uh -huh has been so fulfilling and so life-changing because I'm around so many people who have already gotten to a certain place on the ladder that I can look to and then even people that I guess I would consider myself as peers or on the same level as me just seeing their drive mm -hmm. you know it's it's all inspiring mm -hmm. and it just being in that space leaves little room for doubt Mm. Leaves little room for uh, like uh, maybe it can't be done. Like no, I see this person doing this. This right. person got this going on. They starting this business. It's just like okay, right. you know, I'm I'm working, but this is not my end all be all. Right. You know. And with that said, don't 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 let people ever uh, place that doubt on you. Mm -hmm. You know, when I when I started doing this, I don't know if you know how, what made me start, but I was an engineer, mm -hmm. and um, um, I lost my job. Me, me and the superintendent, 
didn't see eye to eye. He mm -hmm. took my engineer's license. Wow. And, uh, and of course, three years later, I did go back to work. But during that three years is when I created Soul. Mm. I, had a, I had a kid in college, you know, wife, mortgage, you know. Yeah. And, and, and quitting wasn't a part of the, you know, that wasn't in my DNA. Yeah. So I, I started promoting shows, you know. Mm. And and that, it, it grew a lot faster than I ever imagined. But um, I wanted to start doing shows at the Improv. Yeah. And I talked to a couple of kids, man, white folks ain't gonna let you do no show at the Improv. Mm. And I was like, says who? Yeah. And I, I put a little package together, put my, my tie, my suit on, went up there during the day. Jeff Sewell, he'll listen to this. Mm. Uh, he's, still, he's still around now. He said, when you want to do the show? Like, I mean, we, we may have talked five minutes. Yeah. He said, when you want to do it? It was December, yes. and I didn't want to do the show till April. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was preparing myself far in advance, not realizing it was going to be that simple. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been there 12 years. Wow. You know, but, but I was like, man, if I had listened to those people, I would have never gone up there. Exactly. Exactly. That... That is something that I'm trying to get out of. So even going back to one of the questions that you asked, like a challenge for me, is putting myself out there in a space of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because I have this shirt and what y'all gonna hear. Like, I don't like to ask for things. I don't like to seem like I'm begging. I I put so much on myself to do all by myself um, because I don't like being told no. You know, and that may be, you know, I don't I don't like being told no. And so in order to prevent that, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just yeah. going to do it myself, you know. Um, so just to hear, though, that it was that simple. Mm -hmm. And now I have kind of start getting out of that. And let me just let me just put myself out there and mm -hmm. see what will happen. And then something happened. And it's like, oh, OK, so maybe it's not so bad. Right. So, yeah, just I, I love hearing that. To, to <laughs> what you said, I don't like being told no. Mm -hmm. that, that's like a. It's, it's, it's a thing with me, right? Yeah. Uh, I've never had to really apply for a job. Wow. You know, when I graduated Navy, I mean, graduated high school, I joined the Navy. Mm -hmm. And upon completion, when I came home, when I worked for the prison, my grandfather was a judge, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I went nine months without working. And when I, when I my unemployment stopped and all that, I was like, all right, granddad, I'm, I'm ready to go. He said, okay, we'll go do this, 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 and this. And there was, I had the job. Yeah. You know, I started to go through the process. Yeah. And uh, I did that for a year and a half, worked on death row. And then uh, my dad called <laughs> look, 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 hold on. You said worked on death row. I was like, death row records? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Come to death row. Okay. The real death row. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but I did that 19 months, man. And one day my dad calls me up. He said, hey, man, you want to work for the railroad? I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. And he's all right, drive to Palestine. He said, print your resume up. And drive to Palestine and give it to this guy named Jimmy Love. I don't know if he's still alive or not, man. But he said, drive it and give it to this guy named Jimmy Love. That was on a Monday. Yeah. Gave it to him, hand delivered. On a Monday, I got a call from St. Louis on a Wednesday to be in Spring, Texas on a Friday. Wow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And uh, and I did that for 23 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, and it's what you said. But had that not happened, I probably would have still been at the prison because mm -hmm. I don't like being told no. I don't want to do the whole interview process and then get rejected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, rejection, so, man. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I am now in a place, um, 
with my job where I I feel stuck. I feel like because I because I didn't go to college. I, I mean, I went to Lone Star, you know, for a little bit. Um, but so being that I don't have, you know, a degree or anything, um, I know I don't have a lot to fall back on. So if anything, and with my previous jobs, they were pretty easy to get, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so now I'm at a place where it's kind of like a dead end, like, oh, this is serious. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. And so that's why I'm pushing so hard because I mean, what what else do I have to look to? I mean, I could, you know, of course, go back to school. You can go back to school anytime. Right. But that would just be a... A crutch. Yeah. We don't fall back in it. We fall forward. Exactly. Hey, yeah. forward! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you say is the, the greatest things that you and your uh, peers have contributed to society? Mm. Ooh. Well, in different in different um areas i feel like of course with my poetry um and just who i am as a person um people message me a lot you know if i post something or if they heard something on the segment and then um you know, I just kind of like speak some life, encourage them. And later on, they come back to me. Oh, man, you just don't know like how that helped me. Like something as simple as that to the point where I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I need to go to school for psychology, be a therapist, you know, something like that. Right. But I'm just like, that's not my like, I just like to do it because right. it just feels good. Um, literally, someone uh, posted something about being suicidal. Mm. I didn't know this person from Adam. I uh, sent a message, sent my number. I say, hey, that's that's not the way, mm -hmm. you know, like I know we don't know each other, but you can call me, you can mm -hmm. talk to me. And sure enough, we got on the phone and that person, you know, just started letting some things out and I told them stuff. Now, the, la the last time I talked to that person, so we're still friends on Facebook, everything. Last time I talked to that person was like Christmas, you know, the general Christmas right, message. Right, right just messaged me like last week randomly hey just want you to know uh thank you for your light right. and for what you're doing like i appreciate you so much it's things and, like and, that and people wonder why you got favor okay okay because i do it out Man. the goodness of my heart there i just want to see but my friend but in another sense my friend just got an award for teaching financial literacy to um you know to to kids uh mm -hmm. she wants to start a whole own program she received the award by the real olivia pope oh, is that right yeah yeah um and she's jasmine uh anderson the one i yeah you kind of told her. you about and she uh -huh. was on the individuality episode yeah. man that girl is phenomenal she's true yeah that's that's my child's godmother and she is just yeah so in that sense like she has this strong drive to teach people about financial literacy i have another friend that wants to speak to the youth uh young girls more so and mm -hmm. so we we yeah in that sense that's what's up man giving back mm -hmm. uh who is your greatest inspiration and why and you can have more than one <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> i put you on the spot that's heavy <laughs> um gonna go to a break no i'm just playing i'm just playing my greatest inspiration i don't this is bad this is bad if, if I it's say, nobody's I don't, 
Yeah. I mean, it's yours. Ain't I feel like because this, this heavy, like I have inspiration all around me, uh-huh. you know, and I don't want to just say this because we're right here in this moment or because I'm on this podcast, but like you're an inspiration, well, thank you, you know, thank you. Like you, you are dipping or have been dipping like you have your hands in so much that there is no way you could fail. You know, like oh you, God, to change that. She's like, whoa, <laughs> look, power out of time. So yeah, we yeah, we just that. having to, you know. No, <laughs> I, I, understand. I understand. I mean, in in the sense of you, like you don't, you're not just sticking to one thing. Like you have that drive, and um, you're successful in a lot that you're doing. You know, thank you. Um, Kanai, I mean Kanai, and the love that she has for poetry and the poets under her to pour into mm-hmm. you know that's inspiration of course my mom is an inspiration just for being like a, a strong woman and a strong mother mm-hmm. um i mean so it's inspiration all around me so i guess me getting quiet and just like i don't know because just to put one person yeah you know yeah, not, yeah. i don't feel like one person deserves that right you right. know i have i'm inspired by a lot of people around me the the poets my my friends my daughter my daughter inspires me yeah, okay at yeah. the age of eight and um <clears throat> her mindset and she loves to draw and the things that she draw and the type of way she draws i'm like how does this kid has have that kind What's of going on up there yeah yeah <laughs> and what how did they get up there okay <laughs> funny okay really a short funny story when she was like two or three mm-hmm. she drew an elephant She drew an elephant on her easel and her dad was like, did you draw that? And I'm like, no, you know, she drew it at two or three and to the point where he thought I drew it. And so my daughter inspires me because I just know that she is going to be great Mm -hmm. in life, whatever she does, whatever she does. So, yeah inspiration all around me. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Quit playing. Quit playing. <laughs> One last question. Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity to go back at, uh, to a critical point in our nation, uh, history of our nation, uh, what era would you travel to? What would you change and why? Hold on. Please, please ask that again. One more time. If you had an opportunity to go back in history at a critical point in our nation, where would you travel to? What would you change and why? I am so ch- I am so childish, okay? Hey, hey, there's, there's no wrong answer. I just went and like into a whole Django mindset. There, hey, there's no wrong answer. I get that whip and whoop. <laughs> there's no wrong answer. Um, oh gosh. The, I mean, Django I, is my second favorite. Movie. <laughs> okay, it is. Malcolm X being first. I mean, I would want, I wouldn't want to go back, you know, to the slavery days just because. But I would want to, in a sense of if, can I go back like with this same, like with my, where I'm at now, to where I could find a way to help our people just because I love helping. Um, I don't know if that's just too simple, uh, but. No, that, listen, <laughs> I, I, I've had a wide array of answers. Okay. Uh, I had one young man, he went all the way back to Master Musa. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh wow. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But uh, 
and then of course uh, the civil rights movement mm -hmm. you know and, and I, I'm gonna give it to you too uh, I think I've shared this at least three times mm -hmm. if with my opportunity I would go back to the civil rights movement particularly to the bus boycott mm -hmm. because the bus boycott to me was a failure mm -hmm. and some said what do you mean it was a failure you know they, they got what they wanted I said, yeah, but they didn't get what they needed. Mm. See, they they had the opposition on their knees. Yeah. And when the opposition came to them, said, okay, okay, man, you guys got us where you want us. What is it you guys want? And let's let's shake hands and go back to business as usual. Mm. You figured out a way to mobilize yourself. Well, you need them for now. Yeah. So they should have just remained mobilizing on their own. Mm. Had that happened to me, today, the black community would look at entrepreneurship totally different. Man. Because entrepreneurship would have been established at that moment. Yeah. And at, at, at worst, there would just been two bus companies. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then go from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I think that that was a, a critical moment that could have been changed. Oh history, my God, forever. it could have created so much. God, dog. I see, <laughs> that's why I was just like, I feel like mine is too simple. Mine was so broad, like, oh, go back and help. Um, that would have been, that would have been, like you said, it, it would have changed the mindset of entrepreneurship within the black community and that's important because just like i just said like that's what we trying to feel like we have to figure that out right. on our own now yeah you know we we have to figure a lot of things out on our own and learn yes. our history ourselves because of what they only want to teach us and what they keep out you but know? see but i get frustrated with that because uh you know i hear people Black Wall, the term Black Wall Street has become a, a popular term of mm. late. And mm. I hear people all the time, man, you know, we once had our own. We, we had Black Wall Street and they tore it down. They can't tear your mind down. Yeah. Just because they tear down a physical building mm -hmm. don't mean the concept is gone, right? Yeah. So why wasn't it rebuilt? Mm -hmm. you, you can tear up, you can blow this building up. But you can't keep me from taking the insurance money that I collect <laughs> from the damages of this building and building a new yeah. one. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can't uh, you can't take my mind. Mm -hmm. And if it was a culture that was created, unless you kill all the people in the minds that created that culture, I don't care what the hell you do with the buildings. Yeah. So while you sitting around talking about it, no, do something. Now I will say this: it's a different culture today, right? It's you can't just have quote unquote, a black business, yeah. a white business. It, it, it's, it's no such thing, you know, like the biggest and most successful businesses are are uh, uh, public traded, you know. They're not white owned, yeah. they're owned by stockholders, you know, yeah. they're owned by whoever owns the stock, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Now, you can say, okay, the majority of stockholders are white, you, you could say that or whatever. But what I would like to see is some of the big money players like a Jay-Z or Diddy and, and so forth and so on, create hedge fund companies and go buy up large shares of stock in these companies. Yeah. You know, they create a hedge fund company by 51% of Coke. Guess what? Now Coke is black owned. 51%. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would love to start seeing things like that, but there's no such thing as just 
particularly owned by race. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we get too caught up in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a website uh, called webuybblack.com. Like, oh. We only buy black. Mm-hmm. We only sell black. But dude, the money is circulating through a white bank. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, so, so you're never gonna be just like independently black. Yeah. You know what I mean, like the internet you're using to to do to facilitate and service this, it's it's still yeah. like there's no, it, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. and so we have to break away from that mindset. And there are a lot of people that do that just for the purpose of promotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they know there's some people out there that'll gravitate to it, and they ain't, they ain't true, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? I know some some uh, community leaders that, uh, I hate white folks, da 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 but their kids go to white colleges. Ooh, Their kids on. don't go to HBCU. Come on. You know, and I don't put them out there on blast, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know his daughter go to A&M, right? Mm. Uh, his daughter go to North Texas State. Yeah. His daughter go to UT. Why they don't go to Brandy? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, man, get on out of here with that. Because at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. gonna you want your daughter to go where's best for her education, or you know wherever she got a scholarship, or so forth and so on. Like, yeah. let's let's be real with it, man, mm-hmm. and quit quit selling these people lies. God dog. People are funny, man. People are like, I'm talking about people are funny, man. Yeah. Because I mean, those those black colleges, you can get this. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> but, but before we go, tell them where they can find you, Big Tap. Ooh, y'all can find me on Facebook. Um, B E E T A P speaks btap speaks um btap speaks at gmail my podcast consciously tapped in is on spotify anchor google podcast stitcher all that good stuff um <laughs> i drop every monday um and you can find me at the improv big fact <laughs> all right improv april 24th i'm ready big fact all right <laughs> until next time we'll talk to you guys later on the life's not complicated strong opinions podcast Please visit www.carloswallace.com. That's Carlos Wallace. We would love to hear your opinion.